Saturday, 24th of June, 2023. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysius, the Areopagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Acts 17, verse 34. More appropriately, the verse reads, But some men, having joined him, believed, among whom also Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman by name Damaris, and others with them. The previous verse noted that Paul had gone out of the midst of the Areopagus. The meaning was that he no longer was in the place of speaking, not that he had left the forum entirely. The result of his words was a bit of mocking, while some wanted to hear him again. However, there were some who were more profoundly affected. That is seen in the next words. But some men, having joined him, believed. The word translated as joined is kolau. It signifies to cling to or adhere to. Thus it would be to stick like glue. Helps word studies notes it is used, quote, frequently in ancient medical language of the uniting of wounds. It is a touching scene. These people had probably been to the Areopagus many times, sitting and listening to one philosopher after another step forward and present his thoughts on creation, existence, the state of man, the afterlife, and so forth. And yet, they sat listening, unaffected by what they heard. They could see through the vain babblings, knowing that things just didn't fit with what they could instinctively know or logically deduce about the operation of things around them. And yet, when Paul stepped forward to speak, they suddenly came alive in their spirit. That came by the simple act of belief. What does the word say? Paul explains it in Ephesians 1. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. Those now being referred to in Acts 1, heard the gospel of their salvation, 2, believed, and therefore, three, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. They came alive in Christ, and they knew that the words had changed them. In their excitement, they clung to Paul, certainly with the greatest of joy. One could argue that the gospel, as stated by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, 4, was not properly presented. But this is not so. Christ died for our sins. Paul has noted that God overlooked the times of ignorance. The meaning is that what was done was wrong in God's eyes. It was sin, even if it was not responded to by God in judgment. Paul noted that the people needed to repent of this, but he tied that in with Christ's death. He did not need to explicitly say this because it is inferred in the words. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. 
Acts 17.31. If Christ was raised from the dead, it meant that he first died. If he died, there was a purpose for that death. Even if Paul did not explicitly state these things, those who listened to him were able to sufficiently deduce from what he was saying that God had made an avenue to reconciliation with himself through the death and resurrection of Jesus. But more, it is possible that Paul explicitly said these things and Luke simply didn't record every word Paul said, rather focusing on the main lines of thought. It would be an argument from silence to say otherwise. With the belief in Paul's message confirmed, in some of his hearers, it next says, among whom also. The reason for this is to show that his words were not limited to those who first asked him to speak, meaning the Epicureans and the Stoics. Though some of them may have believed, at least two are noted by name who were not of them. The first is Dionysius, the Areopagite. The name is derived from the Greek god of winemaking, orchards and fruit, vegetation, fertility, festivity, insanity, ritual madness, religious ecstasy and theatre, also known as Bacchus by the Romans. Ellicott notes, quote, As the constitution of the court of the Areopagus required its members to have filled a high magisterial function, such as that of Archon, and to be above 60, the convert must have been a man of some note." End quote. Further, the pulpit commentary states, quote, The earliest notice we have of him in ecclesiastical writers is the well-known one of Eusebius, in which he says, We are told by an ancient writer, Dionysius, the pastor of the Diocese of Corinth, that his namesake Dionysius the Areopagite of whom St. Luke says in the Acts that he was the first who embraced the faith after St. Paul's discourse in the Areopagus became the first bishop of the church in Athens." End quote. There are false writings ascribed to Dionysius that are known to be later forgeries. Along with him it next says, and a woman by name Damaris. James Strong connects the name to the Greek word Damazo meaning to tame or subdue, thus he defines it as maybe meaning gentle. Aberine defines it as wife or domesticated. Christostom says in his writings that she was the wife of Dionysius. That is quite possible based on her name. It could be that she took the name Damaris to reveal her new nature under Dionysius. It would be a reasonable explanation for mentioning her by name. Not only was a member of the Areopagus a believer, but his wife also joined him in belief as well. Along with these two, Luke next records, and others with them. These could be of the Epicureans and Stoics, or, or others who sat around waiting to have their ears tickled. Rather than the ears being tickled, their hearts were pricked. Life application. In reading the narrative, and then comparing it to Simon the Sorcerer in Acts 8. There is no difference in the wording. It simply says, Then Simon himself also believed. The Bible does not level any other requirements on salvation than this. When the Gospel is presented, and someone believes, it means that person is saved. 
It is not our job to go around questioning this. However, it is our responsibility to speak to those who are not living in accord with the faith they profess. This is especially so in the church. When someone is obviously violating what is right and proper, it should be addressed. 1 Corinthians 5 speaks of this, giving an obvious example of how to handle the matter. Let us carefully consider the goodness of God, who saves us through the simple act of faith. And then may we be willing to maintain uprightness and purity of the faith among those we associate with. This is important for the continued health of the church. Heavenly Father, it is wonderful to know that we are saved by grace through faith in the completed work of Christ. Thank you that we now have restoration with you. May we now do our part in living for you in sincerity and truth all our days. To your glory, amen. It says, but some of the people. Yes. But some of the Is that all? Yeah. But some of the people. Yep. Charlie could say, but some of the people believed Paul and joined him. But some of the people believed Paul and joined him. Very good. Samuel, could you do one of those who believed was Dionysius? A member of the Areopagus. One of them who believed, one of those who believed was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus. 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 Uh, so, also a woman named Damaris and some others believed. Also a woman named Damaris and some others believed. Acts 17 verse 34.